into the contest. It is Wednesday, the 24th of November. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. Shane Lee, how are you, my friend? And your great mate, Corey Peaches Pearson, of course, a former first grade rugby league player and cricketer. He's now a greyhound owner, and people listening to this podcast can actually help him win a race and make money for charity. Is that correct? That's also correct, but people listening to this podcast can also win potentially $50,000 themselves. So here's a scoop, right? So Corey owns this dog called Bandit Ned. Bandit Ned. They reckon it could be one of the best dogs of all time. Um, he, he owns it with former Dragon and teammate Jamie Soward and winning trainer um, Beyond um, Baker. Now, this dog's been nominated for the, the Phoenix. It's a $1.1 million race, um, New South Wales Greyhound Racing. It's, all, it's been nominated, Bennett Ned's been nominated along with nine other greyhounds. Now, if people go to the Daily Telegraph website, click competitions, then click onto the People's Pup and vote for Bandit Ned, you can win $50,000 by voting. Uh, and that will hopefully get Corey's dog into, so whoever gets the most votes gets into the race, and Bandit Ned gets in there, they can win $1.1 million. And if they do that, mate, they're going to give 10% to Gus Wallen's charity, Gotcha for Life. So there's winners for everyone's here, mate. It's unbelievable. Everyone's a winner. Win, 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 yeah. win. And we love Corey Peaches Pearson. So get on and support him and Bandit Ned. The green light's on the bunnies on its way here at Wentworth Park. <laughs> All right, we've got plenty to talk about. This ambidextrous cricketer, quite extraordinary, really. Viliami Kikau, this is really becoming a drama. Bulldogs, Panthers, will unstitch all of that. And the GWS, they don't look like they're going to go for Nick Dacos. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called main hair care. Oh, main hair care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main hair care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, main hair care. Oh, so much talk about the Ashes. We are just a few weeks away, aren't we, from uh, the first test in Brisbane, literally days. And uh, Jai Richardson, he's getting lots of wickets, Shane. He is, mate. He's uh, He's got 20 shield wickets already this season uh, in three matches. He took another four for 53 off 28 overs, so he's getting the overs in as well with 13 maidens. Uh, that's off the back of taking eight wickets against Queensland. So he's really he's going to be in the top four bowlers. Whether he plays the first test, I don't know. Um, but he's definitely putting pressure probably on Stark. Of course, Cummins, we think, is going to be captain, so he'll be playing. Hazelwood's had a fantastic offseason. Um, he'll be playing definitely. It's whether Jai Richardson can move ahead of Stark. Yeah, interesting because, look, he's got he's got quite a bit in front of him, hasn't he? That's going to be the challenge. But uh, all you can do is take wickets as a bowler. All you can do is get runs as a batter. Now, Gemma Barsby yep. unveils an absolutely incredible moment. Like, you've played with cricketers who can throw with both hands. Some can bowl with both arms. Some can bat either side. Uh, now, Gemma Barsby has waited 
until the very end of the competition to show her ambidextrous flair. She can, mate, and she bowls right and left arm, which I've never seen before. Um, I've seen a couple of guys try, try to do it in the nets, but not with much success. Uh, unbelievable. I remember Lenny Pasco. Uh, the great Len Pasco. Yeah, he, he he called it when they tried to do that. He called they were being amphibious, not ambidextrous. <laughs> but anyway, he is a fast bowler, mate. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I I struggled to bowl with one arm, let alone two. But uh, good on her. Now, Paddy Mills, he's just getting better and better and better. I think that the uh, the team that he's with, Brooklyn, felt or do feel now they've got a massive deal. They have got a massive deal. And I think um, the combination uh, of him coming into that team with the two superstars at the Nets um, means that he can play the role that he's been accustomed to. He's done his uh, a double-figure score again, another 17 points with three assists. He's getting better and better, Paddy Mills. Talk about getting better and better. Josh Giddy's first triple-double, and uh, he almost broke a record. He's having just one of those rare starts to a career and when I say career of course we knew about him here in the NBL but he's just blasted onto the scene and as has been written up before because he's playing in one of the teams that aren't a Broadway act he's sort of doing it without sort of the publicity that can stain players yeah he will get a lot more publicity if he becomes rookie of the year but look he's quite he's quite a few games into the season now and generally with the research they do on every player um, they will find your faults pretty quickly. They haven't found them yet with him, so he's looking really, really good. He's having a fantastic season and looks like he's improving every match as well. Ash Barty, she's a, a real favourite of ours. She can do anything. Of course, a remarkable tennis player, the Wimbledon winner for this year. She was a great cricketer. She's played golf and got uh, some remarkable scores. We've seen her. There's nothing she can't do. She can even drink a schooner or a beer watching sport. <laughs> and um, some great news for her. She's... Uh, got engaged to her long-term partner, Shana. Yeah, congratulations to Ash Barty and, and Gary Kissick um, on their engagement. Um, it's great news. So hopefully she'll go into the Australian Open now. I know she wants to win this one uh, as an engaged, engaged girl and uh, and gets the chocolates there for us as well. So congratulations to Ash and her partner. Yeah, let's have a look at the Rugby League and uh, this whole Bulldog saga I'm interested to hear what you think. It just keeps carrying on and on and on. Of course, it, it dates back to a photo that was taken of Kikau, Viliami Kikau, this Penrith star, in Bulldogs gear alongside Phil Gould and Trent Barrett. Now, the problem here is he is going to the Bulldogs, but in 2023, so he's still got a year to run on his Panthers contract. Now, someone with inside the league's club at Canterbury saw it on CCTV, took the photo, sent it to his mate, it went viral. Now, Shane... This guy's been sacked, but still there's plenty of rumours circulating. I, I don't think it really matters. I mean, I, I wish the guy all the best for the next step of his career, but it doesn't really matter for the story, does it? Because there's always going to be cynical people thinking that Canterbury masterminded this to sort of derail Penrith a bit. Yeah, I I thought potentially it could have been Gus Gould, uh, you know, the former Panthers guy himself, but mm. he's denied all those allegations. Um, and they blame the staffer. Um, they said he took a screenshot. And he's gone now, mate. But um, the damage is done, isn't it? Unfortunately. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know whether the story is going to wash away just because you went and sacked someone with inside the organisation. But we'll watch that space with interest. Interesting signing news, of course. Still, all the drama around Brandon Smith. Where will he land? Will he go with the Roosters? Will he stay with the Storm? 
Are there other clubs that may end up with the signature of uh, hectic cheese, as he calls himself? I still don't quite understand it. Maybe it's a generational <laughs> thing. But the other big thing for the Gold Coast Titans, who are trying to build their franchise going forward, and they had a pretty good 2021 when you think of it, Big Tino, Big Tino, and I'll leave it at Tino because his surname's almost impossible to pronounce, $3.3 million extension. That is a massive amount of money, isn't it, Tim? I don't know how much money's going to be left in the... Um in, in, in the in the kitty after that, but uh, that's a big signing. They're obviously serious about the guy, and um, yeah, three point three million dollar extension, you beauty. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Uh, it it's not quite uh, what you get if you get sacked as Manchester United coach, but it's still pretty good <laughs> coin. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, now let's have a look at the AFL and Nick Dacos. Of course, there's a big thing in the AFL with the father son. And, sure. uh, of course, Nick Dacos, his famous father, was a Collingwood legend. Uh, and, you know, there was some thoughts that GWS were right in the picture, but it seems like recruitment manager Adrian Caruso has come out and said, uh, we probably won't go there. Uh, young Nick's disappointed, but uh, it's quite a chess game, this whole way young players end up at their first club. Yeah, he definitely thought um, with, with the father-son, all they could do is match it, the club, and then they get um, the chance to take the the, the young player on board. But um, GWS in the draft had the first shot at um, at young um, Adrian – sorry, at young Nick Dacos. Um, but, yeah, as you said, Caruso, not that keen on him. He's looking in other directions, um, which is frustrating because it doesn't push up his opportunity to get money at Collingwood. Yeah, and it's sort of uh, – I'm sure those at Collingwood um, uh, welcome the news because they would love to have him on their list, uh, and that is for sure. Now, St Kilda AFLW star Georgia Patrikos breaks her silence on vaccination status. She says she hasn't got vaccinated yet, but she's more than happy to continue to be educated in the area. Yep, but uh, – I don't know. Yeah, well, we know she she's come out and said she's not vaccinated, but she's still looking into it. As you said, Timmy, doing more research – but it doesn't matter how much research she does. There's a hard line by the AFL that all players have to be, both men and women have to be vaccinated or they don't play. So she has a very big decision coming up. And Lionel Messi, he's had a drought, of course, uh, since going across to Paris Saint-Germain. But he's got the goal, mate. He's broken the drought. Finally, they're paying all this money and he's finally got a goal. But yeah, he led mm. um, Paris Saint-Germain over Nantes up 3-1. They won. And they were down to 10 men as well. So maybe this is the floodgates starting open now for Messi and, and you'll see him starting to find the back of the net a lot more. Maradona, of course, talking of superstars, he's no <laughs> longer with us. And there was always so much drama in and around his life, whether it be drug addiction or every other story left, right and centre. He's health was a, a problem from very early on. He, he virtually just retired and things started to go pear-shaped. Now there's some some thoughts of, uh, well, you know, some accusations being made of a former girlfriend or by a former girlfriend. Yeah, you, you say rest in peace, but this man could uh, attract a headline both in life and in death. Um, he's now got a former lover um, saying that, well, first met Diego at, at the age of 16. She's saying that uh, he made her into a drug addict um, and forced to have sex, she was raped. So big, big mm. allegations against a guy who's now no longer with us. And um, I'm sure the loving uh, public of Argentina won't be too happy with these allegations. I hope they're not true either. So, um, yeah, the poor girl's come out after many years. Pretty ugly stuff. Now, yep. um, let's change the pace and uh, look at the world of 
golf, the genteel world of Adam Scott, one of Australia's favourite sportsmen. And 2021 was a pretty forgettable year, of course. He's a US Masters winner. He should have had other major wins. I still remember that British Open of Mm. 2012 at Liverpool where he just collapsed on the last few days. His putter has let him down on occasions. But 2021 for him was a real battle. Look, he's not Robinson Crusoe. Like, lots of people had a battle in the last year. Yeah, he's saying he's had a terrible 2021 um, both on the golf course, but he said it was tough to adjusting with his expanding family, um, trying Mm. to manage both on and off the field. Look, he was a former number one. The thing I liked about this article is that he said he believes he has reached rock bottom, but he's really sort of reviewed his whole life. And the only thing he's really, really good at is golf. So he's going to continue at it and try to rebuild from here. So I think that's a real positive sign for Adam Scott. He sort of addressed his issues. Um, he feels like he's hit rock bottom and it's only up from here. I love golf, as you know. And if mm. I could ever get a swing and even half as good or a quarter as good. Oh, he's yeah. just so silky. Like uh, that golf swing is just probably the best in the world. If he ever got that putter to sort of work, well, probably age is going to get him now because he's into his 40s. But Adam Scott, what an extraordinary golfer. Now, the WWE, the, the you know, the former World Championship Wrestling, um, this is ridiculous. I mean, look, what you see in the ring is obviously <laughs> like a bit of a pantomime. <laughs> yeah. But um, something happened to Seth Rollins afterwards, which was which was pretty ugly. It's a pantomime without a horse, Timmy. It's um, yeah, Seth Rollins. Well, he's he's left the arena, um, and he's been attacked and tackled by some idiot fan, mm. um, who absolutely smashed him to the ground. By the way, and it, it took a while for him for Seth to even to get up, and then he started abusing him back. But um, I tell you what, it is absolute theatre when you go to one of these. <laughs> these sporting events, that's for sure. Well, when something happens that's real, it'd be hard to detect, wouldn't it? Because it's all you're all so choreographed. But, uh, yeah, interesting story, that one. Now, I was also interested in a little yarn uh, that was kicking about this morning about Ricky Stewart's son um, doing well in Australian Rugby Sevens, which made me think of that mighty Canberra Raiders team. Mm. And I was watching a replay with my son of the 89 grand final, but you remember a time where the Canberra Raiders mixed with the Australian cricket team in it didn't all go that well. It didn't. So I was uh, luckily called up to the end of the 1997 Ashes Tour in England and uh, for the last match at the Oval, I didn't play the match. I think I was uh, 13th man. But um, the Raiders who were over there for the World Cup Challenge um, came into the change room after the last day. And it was, you know, Daly, Stewart, Walters, Meninga, Mullins, all of them were there. And they'd been on the cans all day. So in the change room, a lot of wrestling started taking place. <laughs> Blokes are starting to tackle each other. I think um, Meninga even picked up um, uh, what have been one of the crickets, I don't know if it was Slate or something, and put his head through the roof. <laughs> then the boys started running around the ground naked towards the end of the day. Yeah, the Canberra Raiders on the cans um, at the Ashes. It was good, good fun to watch. Got their kid off. <laughs> was there any, was that Canterbury bloke there with his CCTV? That's outrageous. No, well, luckily there was, it was it was late into the evening, so there's no one around the ground. But um, yeah, they were having a good time. I think they smashed them over there as well. So they were on a high. The Canberra Raiders, a green machine, were uh, had a very very good season and celebrated accordingly. That's it for afternoon sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, wonderful sponsors in Maine Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And your hair just feels that much smoother. It's beautiful stuff. It really is lovely, lovely stuff. Dan McHugh is a wonderful producer. We thank him and we will be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.